Welcome to the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Klingen. Tonight's episode is episode 22, Unleash the Titans. With me tonight is the Roundtable crew. Once again, we've got uh, some some uh, old members and some new members, and uh, it's going to be an amazing show. Uh, with me tonight, as always, is my lovely wife, Marianne Rusty. Hey. And uh, with us again tonight is uh, Brian. Hello. And Alex. What's up, everybody? And with us for the first time tonight is Eric Selford from the Capital Corridor Pinball League. Hi. And with us again tonight is Kendra. Hello. And back since the very second episode in my first ever interview is um, Chris. What's his name? Hey. So, and his lovely wife, Michelle. Hey. And their lovely son, Brian. Hello. And Jake from State Farm. Hey, guys. What's going on? Not from State Farm. Not, not from State Farm. Not anymore, anyway. Okay, so uh, before we get into the main show tonight, well, it is the main show, I want to give a big shout-out and a push for uh, another great pinball and arcade show that's coming up uh, May 4th and 5th, and that is ZapCon with one P. Z-A-P-C-O-N. ZapCon? ZapCon. ZapCon. So ZapCon with one P. It's ZapCon. Dot com, and that's the website. If you put two P's, you get a common convention in Fresno. Anyway, that's in Mesa, Arizona, May 4th and 5th. It's a pinball and arcade uh, show, and it's at the Mesa Convention Center. You can look it up on the Internet, folks, or Google it. Uh, same thing. Uh, they have, of course, arcade and pinball. They have a men's tournament. Well, they have an everybody tournament. They have a women's only tournament. They have a kids tournament. They also have uh, different video game tournaments. So, uh, big shout out to all the Arizona folks. And if you find yourself in Mesa, Arizona, that weekend, definitely check it out. And for those of you who don't own a globe, uh, that is a suburb of Phoenix. Anyway, let's jump right into it, gang. Welcome back to the roundtable. Now, we're going to go right into uh, the Clash of the Titans. We have two new games fresh out right now. Uh, one's not shipping yet, but should be soon. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, and that's Willy Wonka, of course. But we're going to go right into the new uh, Stern game from Steve Ritchie. So right now we have the two baddest, heaviest hitters, the Titans of Pinball, releasing games virtually at the same time. So Black Knight, Swords of Rage, is uh, already hitting the streets, and you can play it on a few selected locations, one of them being... Um, Hold on, help me out, in San Francisco. Free Gold Watch. Free Gold Watch in San Francisco just got a Black Knight Swords of Rage Pro. So, nice. uh, Brian, let's start. First impressions of uh, video and like that. What are you thinking? Get a premium. It's not a Black Knight without two play fields. Okay. Agreed. Plain Agreed. and simple. Alex? I'd say get either a Pro or premium. I think both of them are great. Um, I haven't played them, obviously, but uh, I feel like it, this is, could probably be, or maybe, one of Steve Ritchie's best games. All right. I don't know, Alex. That's an awful lot. That's a pretty bold statement, but That's a pretty uh, bold statement. You know, but you know what? It's from a pretty bold man. Eric, thoughts? Uh, looks like it's got a lot of flow, and looks like it's super brutal, which I really like. So I'm looking forward to playing the premium or the LE. 
Kendra? I just think they could have done more with the upper play field. It seems kind of lacking. Okay. Chris? So I have some strong thoughts about this machine. Uh-oh. <clears throat> okay, so the upper play field is um, a bit lacking uh, to me. Uh, I had high hopes for BK3K because, let's face it, that's what this machine is. Um, the upper play field is a little, a little lacking, uh, a little lackluster. Um, I, the whole concept of the night where it is and what it does might be kind of cool. What I could see being a problem with this machine is if it's not set up absolutely correctly, um, it could be a really bad East West, just bink bonk machine, which. So for, it's like ACDC when it's not set up right. Well, yes. Black Knight machines, when they're set up right, they're fast, they're flow machines. This has a whole lot of other crap to hit. I don't know. I have to play one, but my first impression is that it's it's not going to be it's not going to be true to what it should be. I like well, I, I like what everybody's saying about it. You know, I have um, I have high hopes, but at the same time, you know, for me, it's stupid it, pinball. You know, you it's know, like Christmas. So. The art the art is good. The art is right. Uh, the soundtrack is good. It's right. Um, it's an interesting layout. It might be a lot of fun, but like I said, I, I, my concern is that if it's not set up completely perfectly, then it's going to play like a brick and it's going to kind of suck, which would be really disappointing. So have one at home where you can set it up correctly. Thoughts, Michelle? No, I look forward to playing it. It looks really cool. Even with the, like, even the pro without the upper play field? No. Now you're like, you just give me the brand new. Well, you guys own a BK2000. It's not a Black Knight unless it has two play fields. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Okay. Jake, you're up. It'd be interesting to see a Black Knight actually without an upper play field. Uh, that's why I kind of am liking all three editions, just to see, you know, what it's going to play like without an upper play field compared to with an upper play field. I think that's a, a big thing, you know. I was talking to Gary about it, and he's like, Black Knight doesn't need to have an upper play field, you know. You, you, when you say Gary, you mean Gary Stern? Correct. Yes. Gary, Sorry, yeah. Gary Stern. Gary so. Stern is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> it, it'd be like if they did a sequel to Funhouse and there's no Rudy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't be right. So that's a great point. So true. So I'll give you that. Yeah. I just I, looking at the upper play field. <clears throat> look at BK2K. You've got objectives. Same thing on, on the first one. Yes, yeah. as well. But just, you've got something to do. Whereas uh, up top on this one, you've got what, a couple of targets, block mechanisms. Like you got block mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah, you've got the loop. That's yep. It. And what else? We'll have to wait and see what the code does with what's yeah. out there. So, Jake, thoughts? Yeah, for me, I mean, it looks pretty cool. Again, until you actually play the game, it's really hard to say. But the night, the detail on the night, and I'm a big fan of music. Like, I love music pins, so a cool soundtrack on it um, seems like it's going to be fun. So, we'll see. Okay. Any thoughts, Brian? Uh, I would have to agree that it wouldn't be the same if it didn't have another play field as its pre a predecessor to me. So if you're a buyer, you're a buyer on a premium or an LE only. 
Go big or go home. Yeah, there you go. Go big or go home, folks. So, all right, cool. These are all good thoughts. Uh, you know, there's no wrong answer here. You know, if you can afford it, you know, <laughs> unless right. you're Gary Stern. Yes, unless you're Gary Stern, Stern, then you're just wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> or you're Jody Dinkenberg. Rusty. Jody's kind of anyway. Another beer, and I'll get it out. <laughs> um, Black Knight never been my favorite. I've played it in video game format. Um, I've played it in real life. Um, BK2, I'm still trying to figure out which the Bannisters can attest to because, you know, they watch me fl- flipping flippers like a crazy woman going, oh, I'm trying to get somewhere. Keeping the upper play field, honey. Yeah, I know. I keep trying. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually kind of thinking that uh, BK3K might just offer something new without having the upper play field now the purists are going to go no absolutely not but i'm thinking for those who are new into pinball or are always or just never been a bk bk fan in general maybe this would bring something different and i'm watching alex pant with my dog and (laughs) excuse my dog's panting um it's hot in our house (laughs) but i think it'll 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 bring some kind of simplicity to the whole Black Knight family where it'd be more simple and more accessible less, and to, more accessible to the general pop. Yes, you, you, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Plus for you, Rusty, it has sort of a toy in the form of the knight. You know, I love my toys. Well, it's got a good toy. Okay, you got you got the flail, which spins both ways. You have the shield that goes both, you know, it goes down and blocks it. It opens up to, so you can put a ball behind it. Similar to Sandman on Spider-Man. Right. And it also, from what I understand, will knock it back like a kickback. I'm going to throw some interesting thoughts out on uh, BK2K. I mean, everybody's got some great thoughts on it. Um, Is what the other Black Knight games have not had the ability to do is tell a more detailed story where you have the full video, you have objectives, you have, you know, the skeleton army, and you have the, the sandworm, you have all these different characters that you're battling against to get up to the Black Knight. And I think even with the pro model lacking the upper play field, um, I think that's still an area where that can really make, you know, even if you can only afford the pro or if there's a pro on location, I think all that storytelling and the video integration and the much you know, deeper and expanded rule set is going to make the game playable. And I do want to point out, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here. Um, I was playing Monsters uh, LE a couple weeks ago. Well, Kendra was there at uh, uh, Coin Off. And uh, it's the, the lower play fields getting that haze real bad um, that the early ACDC games were getting, the premium and the LEs with that. They shipped with that, though. It they, was, yeah, the yeah. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that the Black Knight premiums and LEs upper playful don't get that funky haze because that, you know, people, you know how people are, man. They're going to complain about the little stuff and that'll be something big they'll complain about. So Elvis and World Poker Tour got the same thing, the same clear plexi like right. And it hazed over after several thousand games. Okay. You know, that's just, it's the nature of the beast. It's metal on plastic right. or wood. So, metal you know what? Keep, keep Mylar it or yeah. whatever, yeah. or well, keep, buy an extra. Right. Or learn keep, how to flame polish. Keep uh, plenty of, uh, of Noah's on hand. So, you know, 
So don't forget, everybody, drinks are in the fridge. Help yourself for snacks. So open bar, dude. Open bar, dude. <laughs> so Sound like Bart um, Simpson yeah. right there. So don't be shy, man. Just help yourself. And Bud, you got any thoughts on this? There's people. They have food. They scratched my butt. Scratch okay. my ass and call me Shirley. And keep a good thought for Bud, um, our dog, because you heard me, you heard me yell at him a lot on the show. Uh, Bud's got um, a thing, a growth on his butt, and it could turn into a cancer. So we're he's fine and healthy right now. But all you listeners, if you like Bud the dog, um, I'll post pictures of him on the Spinners Lit Facebook page soon. And uh, keep a good thought for Bud. We'll bring so, some weed to help. Let's, there we go. So, yeah, because what is it tomorrow? Score twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow so, is. So anyway. So we're celebrating by going to Reno and picking up a pinball machine. Woo! There you go. Woo! Sorry, animal. Doctor Who. Dan traded his Monopoly for a Doctor Who. Nice. So, that's a good trade. That's a great. Shout out song. to Dan. Shout out to Dan who's not here tonight to play so, the Black Knight that we're gonna have here. We miss you guys. Can't wait to see you again. Have a safe trip <laughs> to Reno. Okay, so let's move on to. <coughs> Jersey Jack's newest game, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And you'll see in a world of pure imagination. That was beautiful. That was was like the highlight. Pretty good. Of the show right there. Uh, (laughs) Who thought we're all professional? But I want it now. We've already hit the highlight. I'm going to reverse the order and I'm going to start with this one Willy Wonka. Um, it's and I know I've talked about this on the show before. I'm going to talk about it again. Uh, it was I don't know if it was the first movie I ever saw without my parents when I went with like my cousins. Um, I grew up in a really small town with one movie theater, one drive-in, and a single screen movie theater. And we go on the mountains on Saturdays. It was like a four-block walk. We stopped at the little corner, uh, mom and pop grocery, and get penny candy. Yes, I grew up in the dark ages, folks. We can still walk down the city streets without ending up on a milk carton. And um, we even had milk cartons back then. We well, we still actually had glass <laughs> bottles, and the milkman delivered. So they engraved your face um, jar, right? <laughs> but you know, I, I remember I, I vaguely, vaguely, not vividly remember rather seeing that in the movie theater, and I was maybe seven, eight, and just being absolutely captivated by it. And uh, so it's I don't I don't know if it's like a dream through dream theme for me, but it's a thing that I'm really excited about. And looking over the gameplay and the features, um, I'm, you know, I mean, I, I'll say this. One, the, my, my first impression is my first thought when I saw the Wonka vision, well, I was like, yeah, they phoned that in. Because it seems like uh, whenever they just run out of money or time or good ideas, throw a video screen inside the play field. But after watching it more and having a wonderful talk with my good friend, dear brother, and uh, fellow Pinhead and and single malt scotch aficionado, Chris Bannister. That's me. Um, that's you. Uh, uh, he pointed out some things that made of sense. It really does help in the storytelling. Bud, stop barking at the neighbors. Um, it wouldn't be a show if Bud didn't bark at something. So, um, but it does, you know, it does help with the storytelling. And you got the Wonka camera and like that. So I'm excited to play it and see more of what it does. But overall. You know, I think they captured the essence and the spirit of Wonka, um, the theme. And, uh, you know, I like the music well enough. Although, if they don't put the Candyman in there, somebody please make a mod where it has the Candyman song. So, um, I'm just, I'm dying to get my hands on one because... Dude, it's Wonka. It's Oompa Loompas. I mean, <laughs> on how, hot bumpers. I, on I'm hot bumpers. Exactly. How can, you not, how can you not love that? 
It's it's the everlasting gobstopper. It's the spinning gobstopper. It's it's the golden egg. But I want it now. It's lickable wallpaper. It's Baruka <laughs> salt. Anyway, it's got it all, man. So anyway, but just my first impressions. I don't think there's anything lacking in the game. Even the and I'll point out the uh, standard edition is lower priced. Hopefully, more operators will get these out and about. You're missing one lock feature. Was it? I, I don't think it's a huge. I mean, it's cool that it's there, but if you don't have it there in the standard, I don't think it's a it's a deal breaker. And I think the side art's fine. All the people complaining, you don't play the art. Don't be a don't be a pinball poser. No wimps, no false medal. Anyway, honey, you do not Rusty, get participation medals. That's right, no participation medals. Rusty, you're up, dear. Uh, so far, of really of what I've seen, uh, gameplay was uh, seeing any gameplay was incredibly limited for me. But I'm uh, actually eyeballing the side art and it's fantastic it's uh it's uh, very beautiful very busy it's got a lot for to look at um you got charlie on the lower part of the on the lower part of the play field um being with a big goofy grin so that's kind of disturbing but <laughs> uh he grew up to be have, a veterinarian yes you he did. do have uh you do have um uh, Gene Wilder, you know, in in the Willy Wonka character, they have uh, I believe um, modes for all the kids. All the kids have their own play. So Veruca Salt and uh, and Violet Beauregard will and uh, Mike TV. It always goes wrong on the dessert. Augustus Blue. You know it's going to be kind of cool because you're if they're doing the modes proper to the movie, your goal is to kill the kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's an excellent point. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is. But um, just, you know, I'm all in the play field. Um, there's so much they, I'm sure they've done and probably tons more they can do. So um, looking very, very forward to it. And Spencer just walked away. Our host just walked away. But so Brian, Brian, do you have any thoughts? I have no thoughts. I, I, I think it's a really interesting opinion, but uh, other than that. Jake? Um, yeah, actually, uh, I'm a big fan of the movie, and um, so when I thought that when I saw that they themed it after the uh, original, I was super excited. And then seeing the gameplay, it looks just awesome. Um, the the spinning gobstopper was really cool. That kind of stuck out. That and the the handle uh, gobstopper, but um, it was hard to tell by watching some of the footage about uh, hearing some of the clips from the movie. So, yeah, interesting to see uh, how much more in, in clips they add uh, just for the cool effects in that part of it. Um, I think that they have a huge winner as far as uh, what the customers want, and I think it's going to be a huge seller for, for Jersey, Jersey Jack, and I can't wait to play it. Agreed. Michelle, word of the day? And now it's Michelle with the word of the day. Thoughts on Wonka, hon? No. No, we're skipping Michelle. Michelle okay, we'll get back to Michelle. Chris? Okay, so everyone who knows me in my collection knows that I am a huge fan of JJP games, with the exception of Captain Cellphone. Um, that was one theme I, I cannot get past. Um, and honestly, I, I, I played it. It was all right. It wasn't amazing. Um, 
I'm a fan of JJP games because they tend to be amazing. Um, I I own Waz, I own Hobbit, I own uh, an Ellie. Uh, well, they're all Ellie's, but I own uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, and they're all Caribbean. amazing games. I'm sorry. Are you correcting my pronunciation? <laughs> I just went over this with the kids. Caribbean, um, Caribbean, it's okay. It's Caribbean. Boy, that was 1890. Tomato, tomato. It is. No, you and Gary Stern are wrong. You guys it's not even Gary Stern. It's Jersey Jack. It's I, I, Gary Stern is wrong from earlier. I just, yeah, I just put in a Stern couple of sound bites and listen to the finished product because you'll laugh. You're putting in sound bites while I'm talking. Thank you, Spencer. No, um, while Alex is talking. But anyway. <laughs> so, um, other than uh, dialed in, Captain Cell Phone, um, Jersey Jack uh, produces amazing games. Um, now, this game, if you're looking at the art, side art, if you're looking at the play field, it's busy. It's a very, very busy game. It's very flashy. There's a whole lot going on. Um, there's a lot of color going on. There's a lot of shapes going on. A lot of crazy things. And that's okay. It doesn't appeal to everybody. It appeals to me. But that's part of the theme. That's, I mean, but Wonkaland is really that busy goes along and colorful. with the theme. Yes, yes. Right. Um, and it, it doesn't bother me. I personally like how busy the art package is. If you Looking at the play fields, if, if you sort of let your eyes go past the, the art package and the colors and the busyness that's going on and you look at the actual shot maps, the actual flow of the game, this is a really brilliant layout. Agreed. It really is. You have, a, you have a whole host of long, clean shots, which means this game, once again, if set up correctly, should have... A lot of flow to it and it should be an absolute blast to play as far as themes go me personally willy wonka eh, i'm okay on the theme it, it i i'm neither for it nor against it i do enjoy the fact that gene wilder's looking dapper and smiling up at me from the play field um but i think because he wants to kill you no no, no just the children oh okay <laughs> so <laughs> which is the goal of the modes um, I, I have I have a whole lot of expectation uh, when I do finally get to play this. Um, I think the uh, the progressive gobble hole is is kind of a, a slick idea. Um, remains to, to be seen if it actually works well, and if it becomes problematic. Um, but as far as the shot map for the machine itself, the game itself, it's it really really looks good. I have. Big hopes for this machine. Well said. Can we just talk about for a second the fact that there are seven magnets in this machine just to screw with all you? the magnets? Woo! We can talk about that. Because I know watching, you know, the reveal on Buffalo Pinball, those magnets shot that ball straight down the outlane. It happens. A couple of times. It's pinball. Just to fuck with you. Pardon me. There has to be randomness. And Kendra, Yellow card, Kendra Curtis. Kendra has broken the seal. Okay. World Cup soccer. Kendra's rocking <laughs> scotch tonight. Scotch, scotch, scotch. She likes scotch. Who doesn't? You bring, you bring up a great point, though. Seven magnets. Wow. That's that's a, that's a lot in a standard body. Yeah. That's a lot in any game. Yeah. Has anybody ever put seven magnets in a game before? I think it's I don't nope. Think so. Three is like the match with Adams and Guns N' Roses. And how many does? Oh, last action hero. Last, last action, action hero. hero. I think it has, has two. Three. It has three. It has three. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Me and Twilight Zone get away. Oh, yeah, the mini play field. You yeah. that way. Yeah, that's correct. Five, okay, five of it's a pro. You and Adam's Twilight Zone dig, don't get along, but Adam's games don't get along with anybody because he makes them so hard. But he's made us all significantly all better, better players. players. It does. It and does. now when we go and we, we find some poor ops machine, we just go and completely destroy them and have a good time. There you go. And it's no. courtesy of Adam and his ridiculously hard machines. Yeah, but it, but it does make us better players. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want to meet the person who actually spells out scrum diddlyumptious on this machine. And correctly. Yes. Is a four-year-old kid from Avon, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> right. A homeschooled kid. <laughs> Probably, yes. Any more thoughts? I love it. I wish I could afford it. It it's looks amazing. Kidney. It's a kidney. Well, most likely you can probably enter to win one at um, Project year. Pinball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> which I've shouted out and I'll shout out again. Project Pinball. What they do, folks, is they uh, put pinball machines in children's hospitals <coughs> and they raffle off games. ProjectPinball.org. And right now uh, they're raffling off uh, a Stern Premium and a Stern Pro. Of um, well, you can pick any game in production. But right now, the two that they're profiling are um, the new Black Knights, and uh, but you can pick any any game in production. The pro is fifty bucks for a raffle, and even if you don't win, you're still winning because uh, you're putting pinball machines in children's hospitals. And uh, you know how can you not get behind that? Anyway, uh, Eric. All right, I'm going to be the lone dissenter here. I'm not a not a huge fan. Then that's okay. Yeah. There are no. This is like nom. There yeah. are no rules as they Who show. Is the okay. I, I watched. I watched some of the video, and and it seemed like. Uh, I think it's got a lot of cool stuff in it, and I think um, there were shots being made by a couple of the guys that looked like they were almost too easy to me. But I didn't watch the entire video. This is just kind of a first impression, and for some reason, and don't ask me why, but the music bugs the hell out of me, and I know it's supposed to be. Willy Wonka, and I know it's a kid's theme, and I know all this other stuff, but it's just the music bugs the crap out of me, <laughs> and that is just one of those things that just kills me. It's kind of like Axl Rose. I can't stand that guy. I oh. like Guns N' Roses. I'm no, sorry. I, no, no, no. I, don't like I like Guns N' Roses reason. just fine. <laughs> Axl Rose, if he, if it is just instrumentals, best band on earth. Axl Rose sings, nails on a chalkboard, just. Yeah. Kills it for me. You know, Eric, the music is something I've heard a lot where people haven't liked it. I don't know. And why. I just need to hear it to see if it's as bad as Austin Powers. That's gonna be a killer. Yeah. I, I like all those really bad games, but I'm a huge Austin Powers <laughs> fan, so I actually like that game. Stern's first licensed game. <laughs> Was yeah, it really? baby. Yeah. yeah, baby. Yeah, groovy, baby. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense because I like I like games that have a really annoying noises, like Stern Nineball. I think that's the coolest soundtrack ever, and it's so annoying. I want to get one, but for whatever reason, I watch the Wonka thing and I'm listening to music. I'm just like, turn that off. But I think it'll change once I get a chance to play it at Golden State. And you know, and they'll probably, you know, they're probably going to fine tune some stuff before his production. So yeah, maybe they'll take the seven magnets and lower it down to one. No, I don't think if it was me, I would take the soundtrack out of Black Knight and put it Willy Wonka. That's just me. That would be that would be metal. That would be cool. I yeah. think I really want to. They're going to take out the monkey mech and then powder coat the ramps yellow with some glitter paint. Oh, It's like, that's still good, but you got two more episodes to use that joke, and then it's done. Okay. Alex. 
Well, first of all, it's a Pat Lawler game. All y'all know Pat Lawler. He did a lot of my favorites, like Bunhouse and Adams and Twilight Zone and Whirlwind. Earth Shaker. Let's not forget Bonsai Run. Bonsai Run. Um, and NASCAR, which you own. That's correct. Yes. And it is a good machine. Uh, I think so, too. And Ripley's. Great machine. Yep. And Dale that's Jr. A great game, yeah, yeah, it is, too. So, anyway, yeah. Back to Wonka. Uh, I like the shots on the game. I think the shots are really cool. Uh, I think Bud agreed with me as well. Bud. Bud. Bud, it's okay. Bud disagrees on the shots. Sorry, okay. Bud. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> You've just, yeah. you just been vetoed by Bud. All right. Anyway. Looks like I got the 86th card. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I think that... I think the shots are pretty neat. <laughs> I like how they remind me of a little bit of Judge Dredd a bit, especially with the upper flipper, you know. Um, the gobstopper thing is cool. Uh, I like the, I kind of like the artwork on it. Um, I like how there are the, there's a kid multi-ball right. in each of the things. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing this. I have to play it. Well, you, you brought up a great discover. point. You know, we had, what, a decade or more of no four flipper games, and we've had two in the last year and a half, two years now. Iron Maiden and now Wonka. Willy Wonka. I mean, well, okay, is... Pirates, Pirates had Pirates uh, has four, four, doesn't it? Yeah, and then well, Wizard of Oz. Pirates so has I, four, I, I thought. So I am, yeah. Pirates has five. Five. Oh, Pirates yeah. has five. Right. You know, so, I mean, the great thing, the reason I bring that up, and thank you, Michelle, because um, I had thought about that. But games are really, they're, they're getting back to the, the you know, the golden age, if we call it that, or whatever, the 90s, where they're packing games full of good stuff. It's a renaissance. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it is It is really a renaissance. Yeah. I mean, I when I moved to Sacramento seven and change years ago, uh, it was a pinball wasteland. Yes, it was. You know, yeah, you, you guys all know. And now look at it. There's, <laughs> it was I the mean, truck stop. Yeah, right. And, you know, there's so many great locations. So many things ah, going on. Rico's. But we still got to get yeah. to Brian and Wonka. Or do we already do we want Wonka? I want to play it. Wasn't bad. So. That's all I can say about it. it looks cool. And they better Sounds not, okay, and they better but it looks not cool. how to cut the, the ramps yet. I'm, the only Steve thing back. it's kind of confounded me on is it seems like, as far as like what they packed into the game, just by looking at them, not playing it, it seems like they took a step back from Pirates. Because Pirates was, is, jam-packed. Oh, God, that game yes. is incredible, and if I had the money, I would buy one. That's and, the and most JJP. Yeah, the that that's the most jam-packed game they've done probably ever. Oh, I and I mean in the history of pinball, there's more is stuff than favorite? Twilight Zone. There's more stuff than Adam's <laughs> Family. There's just that game jam-packed. Yeah, we it's talked like, about your pirates. So we'll see. Every episode play. for like the last eight episodes. We really? talked about your pirates because you don't listen, and if you listen to the episode, you know this. Aww. Yeah, we love your pirates. We love pirates. Is a fantastic yeah, it's a game. Fantastic it game. is a fantastic game. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm curious why they stepped back a little bit. Was it the cost was too high, or or who knows? I'm just curious. That's I mean, all. well, pirates being a wide body too. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a, there's a little bit more real estate to jam stuff in there. Where Pat Lawler said, "I want to go with the standard body." And I'll jam as much stuff as I can. And he's managed to get. Um, I want to point out, you know, the mechanical. Some people have been, you know, saying, well, it's not that innovative or whatever. Okay, nobody's ever done, um, you know, a gobble hole that opens up. You know, it's just a gobble hole. You have to hit it multiple times. You have to times. hit it multiple times, then open it up. And it's it's also, if I'm not mistaken, it is a, uh, a subway. I yeah. think so. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you know, right? Monster Bash. 
It, it's got a whole widened up. It just took a couple thousand games. Well, there you go. There's that, <laughs> right? But, you know, and so there are, I mean, there are innovations there. They may be smaller, you know, water to wine. Well, know? a game doesn't have to be, like, brand new. Oh, my God, look at all these cool innovations. It'll be a fun game. Exactly. And if it's got one or two things that are interesting and maybe new, um, that's great. And if it doesn't, I mean, we've got lots of games where it's basically, okay, that's all been done before. Okay, uh, uh, a Walking Dead. You know, if you get the premium, you've got the crossbow, which had been done before on um, – uh, help me out, guys. It's any um, sort of canon game, Star Trek. Or well, Mary yeah, but that particular one in that placement in the center, like between the flippers. True, but it's a, know, it's, uh, it's a canon Rose. that's been done. Black Rose. Well, Black Rose. Austin Powers. Yeah, exact same yeah. mech. It was exact same mech from Austin Powers. <laughs> that's okay, though. It works, and it's still fun. Not every game needs to be innovative. It needs to be interesting, and it needs to be fun to play. The point is, it needs to be fun to play. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm like, great example, look at the Iron Maiden Pro. There's nothing in that game that's never been done before. Yeah, and the Iron and Maiden And it's Pro, amazing. The Iron Maiden Pro, in my opinion, Iron Maiden is the best game that Stern's put out since Metallica. Which, yeah. by the way, congratulations to Brian, who is now the proud owner of an Iron Maiden Pro. From, from Adam. From Thank Adam. You, Adam. So. It's like, like you said, Chris, and I agree, it doesn't have to be innovative. Oh, my God, look at this new stuff to be a fun game. Yeah, look at TNA, right? Yeah, TNA is great. TNA is a really good game. And it is single level, and it is basic. But it's really, really rad. I wouldn't mind owning a TNA in the Beatles is supposed to be great, and Stern Seawitch with, like, a spinner added into it. It's Seawitch with a magnet and a spinner. I don't know. I'm not sold on Beatles. I haven't played it yet, but I love Seawitch. I love Seawitch as a good game. I like Seawitch. I played Beatles about a month ago, and I walked into it thinking, ah, it's going to be so-so. And actually, found it was really fun to shoot. Um, I've never played Sea Witch though, so I didn't yeah. really couldn't compare it. Where'd you play Beatles at? Uh, I went to uh, the local, um, what's his name here, the distributor, the closest distributor here, Pinball Pirate. Yeah, Pinball Chris, Pirate. Chris I Coach. went over there because he was. Uh, he has one of free Gold Watch too. He was fixing one of my games and uh, got to got some time on it, and it was actually really fun. It's just the prices. Man, if it was a forty-eight hundred dollar game, yeah. I think more people would own it. Nine grand, I think. Yeah. Um, what? Right? Six, sixty-five, six thousand for no. the gold. Seven? No, it's higher than that. I think it's seven, eight, nine, or seven. Eight? Nine, it's, yeah. yeah, it's no eight thousand for the gold. It's it's, not, a, it's a lot look it up. for what it is, and the fact of the matter is, I Beals. enjoy Sea Witch. Oh. I you like Sea Witch. Sea Witch is, is a great game. game. You should play Sea Witch. I, yeah, and Sea Witch set up correctly is a awesome game it's brutal too yes it's brutal but it's awesome and it plays fast and it plays hard and it's a lot of fun the recycling of of the play field eh, you know it's it's for some people it's i don't know but who outside of pinball would know that right joe blow off the street isn't gonna know nobody's gonna buy anything higher than the gold (laughs) crazy collector yeah what yeah, because now I remember it's 9, 15, and 25. Gold, diamond, and platinum. Gold, platinum, and diamond, yeah. Wow, just as much as Magic Girl. I believe it was. <laughs> but it actually worked. But it actually yeah, exists. It was like gold, yeah. diamond, and then Paul McCartney's divorce settlement. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but that's, well, the, one that, that's the one that has killed John Lennon multiple, right? It does. Oh, it's also man. missing a leg. Nice. Oh, right. <laughs> you know what Nicely done. these days? I mean, they're bucks, but you can print your own now. There you go. But going back to Willy Wonka and throwback to Dan, who couldn't make it tonight, when we were watching the live stream from Buffalo Pinball, 
Dan said, I think it needed a Rudy head of Wonka. Oh my God, that would be terrifying. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Yikes. Especially during the uh, Wonkatania scene. Yes. <laughs> the right. best scene in the movie? Right. Yeah. Well, somebody could make a topper of Gene Wilder's head. That would be amazing. And, you know, it's probably not fully decomposed yet. We just got to find where it is. <laughs> wow. Wow, let's get salty in here. That, All was, right. but that again, was dark, man. But was he buried or was okay. he cremated? It fits with the movie. Man, you really had to dig yeah, for that the, one. The, was he buried or was really. he cremated? I don't know. The spitter. Well, Richard Pryor uh, was cremated. Jewish. Twice. So, <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> Gene, Wilder, Gene Wilder was Jewish, so I bet he not cremated if he was, uh, if he held his beliefs. Of the, uh, they bury their dead within like 24 hours, I believe. Yeah, so yeah. Then they don't cremate normally. Hmm. So, I, anyway, I didn't know that. Back on topic. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah right? Cremation. A little relevant. They should now make Hershey's pinball, Jersey Jack. Hershey Jack, Hershey, Pennsylvania, to give it to the factory. So, yep. Good luck finding a chocolate bar in that town, I'll tell you. Um, yeah. You know. Um, where are we? We are on to. The Golden State Pinball Festival, yeah. which is Woo! how many hours? Well, I don't know the hours right oh, now. Man. I didn't do the math, um, but because I had other things to do, like my day. Thirty. Twenty-eight. Eight days. days. Twenty-eight, 28, 28 days. days. Twenty-eight oh, days, crap. and that's May seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth at uh, the beautiful, sunny uh, Lodi, California, Lodi Great Festival Fairgrounds. But tonight we're going to be talking about the tournament. Uh, in past years, the tournament at uh, Pinagogo and the Golden State Pinball Festival both have been uh, the pinball format. is changing this year. It's a limited best game qualifying format. Initial buy, 10 entries, 30 paid entries maximum. Entry buys are cash only. Don't bring your American Express card. It's no good there, fella. Um but there'll PayPal? be an ATM machine on site. But there'll side. be an ATM machine on site, or you can see your local uh, money changer. That would be my son, Mickey. Uh, of course, his interest rates are incredibly high. <laughs> Do we have a shout-out from the Lemonade stand tonight, Mickey? Lemonade! Yay! Thank you, Mickey. Uh, anyway, cash, pop, cash only, one entry equals one play on one machine. 12-game qualifying bank. Top score on five different machines count. Top 16 players advance to eight division match play finals. Players rank 17 to 32, next 16, advance to B division. Match play finals, IFPA, that's the International Flipper Pinball Association, 100 plus restricted. Finals are match play with three games per round and a 4-2-1-0 scoring. Basically, if you place first, you get four points. Play second, you get two points. Plays third, you get one point. And if you place fourth in a four-player game, you get it. Big fat zero. Goose egg. Butt kiss, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Rulings will adhere to the IFPA and PAPA tournament rules, which PAPA is the Professional Amateur Pinball Association, as closely as possible. Women's tournament. For the first time at the Golden State Pinball Festival, there is a women's-only tournament. Okay. Well, don't mansplain that. Let, let us women folk talk. I have it right here on my phone. <laughs> well, then Marianne Rusty, my lovely wife and, and, and hetero life partner, please go ahead. Thank you. That was terribly frightening. You just okay, so we have with the women's tournament, and this is um, the first time that they've had a dedicated mm -hmm. women-only tournament. Now, for those who don't follow the um, IFPA, 
they do have a women specific section and all the rules will be adhered to and my whole point of wanting to even play the tournament is so that i can get on the women's section instead of on everybody else's section so um uh it but again it's it's a match it's a match play format it's ten dollar buy-in cash only um in this case uh the ladies have it just on sunday from 10 to 11 is um like warm-up time and sign-up time and then the uh, tournament starts at 11 15 and again that's sunday the 19th uh with the ten dollar cash only buy-in um your uh what you're shooting for no pun intended is 30 points um the ladies scoring will be um seven five three and one so seven for first place five for second place three for third and one point for just showing up um so the first four players to 30 points or the top four after six rounds advance to the finals um the initial seating for the first round uh pairings will be by ifpa rank in the uh on the day of the event um which uh for those who do play pinball in tournaments you can go look that up just go find your name at the ifpa what's the what's the ifpa pinball or ifpa.org ifpa.org okay and then of course the rules will be uh will adhere to the papa and ifpa tournament rules as closely as possible um kids just for a quick um saturday will be kids uh the kids tournament is i believe five dollars let me make sure so i'm not saying something goofy and giving bad information uh it takes place um during uh, uh there it is kids tournament uh saturday only five dollar registration and it will be at the pacific pinball museum um booth, booth. I, I don't know are they gonna have the they're gonna have the. I don't know if they're gonna have the trailer this year. No little juju this year. They're gonna have uh, some exhibits set up, and of course, they'll be running the the kids tournament. Excellent, excellent. And if you ever find yourself in the Bay Area of California, uh, you should definitely visit the Pacific Pinball Museum. You can go to their website. It's Pacific Pinball Museum, I think .org, but I'm not sure because I just type in PPM or Pacific Pinball Museum. Anyway. Um, Art, Science, and History of Pinball, fantastic collection of games. Uh, they do a lot of great work in the community, so check them out. And don't be afraid if you've never played competitively. My first year ever going to a pinball show, I competed in my first ever tournament. I'd never played competitively in my life, other than just among family and friends. And uh, I took sixth in the novice division and had a really good time. So don't be shy. Come on out. Throw down your 10 bucks. Have a good time, meet some new friends, and uh, you know that's at the Golden State Pinball Festival. And just to finish up with the kids tournament, uh, the kids are uh, 13 years old and younger. Uh, again, five dollar registration at the Pacific Pinball Museum booth. The registration is first come first serve, and it closes at 5 p.m. or until all the spots are taken. The kids will have two tries on each of three games in a regular high score format. They do not have to come back for finals. Uh, for most kids, it will take about a half hour for them to play since there are no finals for the kids' tournament. So, any questions, comments, or concerns, then you go to Golden State.
jakeinvolved.org. Perfect. And uh, you will find all the rules listed and ways to get to all the rules listed. But uh, tournament is incredibly fun. And I think uh, with the with the new formats, I think it will move a lot faster. And, uh, and uh, you know, and, and I'm actually really excited about the, the women's tournament. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Thank it's, you. It's a, it's a good thing. And, and I, I got to give... Wow. I, I, I got to give a shout out to Mr. Michael Hosier, who is um, actually the newest uh, board member for the Northern California Pinball Association that puts on the Golden State Pinball Festival. Michael Hosier is working his backside off to put together the tournament um, for this year, and he's doing a really fantastic job. The guy busts his ass. Right? And he's also yeah, he the, commish, the commissioner of... The Capital Corridor Pinball League. Thank you. And a big shout out to Michael. This guy puts in time, uh, countless hours time on his own for nothing other than the love of pinball. And uh, if you see him or any of the organizers or volunteers, the people that bring games, um, you know, man, say hello. Offer him a bottle of water and uh, or uh, another cold drink and just say thank you. Buy him a beer or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't uh, think he really likes beer. Because they put in, let me tell you, they put in. Um, a lot of hours to make this show happen and to make the tournaments happen. Michael uh, hosts the uh, every second Saturday of the month coin uh, tournament yep. at Coin Op in downtown Sacramento. Yep. And big shout out and thank you to Joe Abate uh, for keeping such great care of all those fantastic games down there. And speaking of which, and I never got to you, and I'm so sorry for that, uh, <laughs> our, our newest guest, uh, Jake, also operates at least one game I know of. So you want to give a shout out to that location? And... Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I just am pretty new into the pinball, and I own one. I own two games. One at home, which is a Guns and Roses, and I love themed. I love music themed. So I was like, I want to build a music themed pinball collection. And then my wife was like. Yeah, our house isn't really an arcade, so if you want to get another game, just get rid of the Guns N' Roses. And I'm like, man, I can't. That's like my dream pin that I've always wanted, and it took me years to find this certain game. So um, instead, I'm like, hey, it would be a cool idea to have a game instead of just at the house to have one on location. Everyone can play. And there's a really cool sandwich place right in by my house in Roseville. It's called The Sandwich Spot. And um, so what I did is I'm like, man, I want to get a new game. I, I really wanted a Metallica or ACDC or um, Iron Maiden is probably my favorite game right now. But I was like, I'm going to get a new Stern game. And um, I chose the Monsters and not really because I like the theme all that much, but it was it had just come out. I thought it was a really cool um uh, package with the artwork and the gameplay looked pretty cool but no it hadn't come out um before i bought it so i i got it got it set up about two months ago at the sandwich spot um so it's a really cool little hole in the wall um uh sandwich place and um there's uh i think a foosball table there and my monsters and great sandwiches go check it out if you're in the roseville area play some monsters it's a pro version and i chose the pro just because of the price it was going to be on location and i figured at some point i can trade it eventually for a, a music theme pin metallica something like that um, for someone that wants to switch up their collection so 
um, it all worked out. Get the Iron Maiden. Yeah, there's there's a couple Iron Maidens around locally, so I'm like, I want to get something a little different. So I went with the Monsters, and it's a fun game. To be honest, I like. I don't know if I would still have it if it was my at my house and I was playing it every day, because but it's cool playing it every couple days, and it's still for me, it's still a brand new game because I don't have a thousand games into it. So play a couple games every time I swing by there, and um, another. Quick shout out to Stern. They sent me, there was a flaw on the play field. Um, one of the uh, inserts had sunken down during the clear coat process and that the clear coat was all rippled. And um, I called up my uh, distributor and within two weeks, Stern had a fully populated brand new play field. They sent out to me advanced exchange and paid for shipping and everything. I swapped wow. it out, sent it back and they just took care of me. So it was pretty cool. That's, nice. Rob awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's a great yeah. testimonial. And thank you for robbing games and, and uh, propagating pinball. And the sandwich spot, they have several locations in the Sacramento area, but the one in particular where you can play Musters and Foosball. Off of Foothills Boulevard. And, and or Pleasant it's, Grove. Well, it is. It, it is. It's at 1010 Pleasant Grove Boulevard, Roseville, California. So, hey, man, if you're in the Roseville area, grab a sandwich, play some Foosball, and play some Munsters and and help support location pinball because that's really what it's all about. All right, we are on to the next topic, which yeah, I have to pull back Yeah, because nobody would go into a restaurant to eat. Well, I said you the sandwich. <laughs> I got into the movie theater just you and I both have just played pinball. So, okay, so um, Alex has a trip report from Sin City. Give it up, Alex. Yeah, Viva right. Las Vegas. So about three weeks ago. I went to Amusement Expo 2019, which, for those of you who don't know, also known as AMOA, American, I don't know what that stands for, but... Uh, <laughs> American something. Yeah. Alex went to public school, ladies and gentlemen. That is correct. Um, <laughs> it's a operator trade show, so it showcases off all the latest equipment. So we're talking pool tables, darts, pinballs, video games, coin-operated video games, not console video games. Uh, so Sega had a booth there. Raw Thrills had a booth there. Uh, Na Bandai Namco had a booth there. No, there was no Battle Pot. I'm sorry. Uh, Boo. Yeah. There was Mario Kart, though. Uh, but, yes, the main thing... Oh, and Chicago Gaming had their booth there, too, with Monster Bash remake and Medieval remake and Attack remake. Um, but the, late, the reason why I went there was to play Monsters Premium. And let's say I was pretty impressed with it. Uh, I like I like the theme of the game and everything else. Uh, but the real reason why I went down to Las Vegas was for Amusement Expo, to be honest. And to go check out some location pinball. And I stopped at a couple of locations. Yes, I did go to Pinball Hall of Fame. Uh, everything there was, you know, kind of, it's Pinball Hall of Fame. What else can I say, you know? Uh, Tim seemed like in a good mood, so that's obviously a uh, shout out to Tim Arnold so for keeping a, with a stick. 200, uh, 200, 300 plus games that he has to keep up and maintain. And shout out to uh, Beth Kane, who's a full time volunteer there, who's basically kind of taking over Pinball Hall of Fame for Tim and just working her ass off, keeping those 300 plus games in tip top order. Saw some people uh, cleaning them and doing all that when I got there, so that's obviously a good sign. They were, games were in better condition when I went there last time. Uh, 
So that's kind of a positive. Uh, I also went to... Did you play anything interesting or unique? I played a lot of Robin Hood. That's probably their oldest game there. Oh, Lady Robin Hood. The old that's Godly. correct. Yeah. Lady Robin Hood. I played a lot of older stuff. The, the newer old stuff... Wood Realm, man. That's a fantastic Didn't really work. Game. The newer stuff, I don't really play there because... It, you can play those anywhere, pretty much. I mean, New York, New York, and Circus Circus Take, for example, had all the newer stuff and better work in order. Uh, but the older stuff there worked pretty good, honestly. I mean, all the EMs played okay. Uh, I played a lot of uh, Funland and a lot of... Uh, I was with Jeffrey Newman, if any of you guys know Jeffrey Newman out there from Reno Pinball League. Uh, we were playing some uh, Challenger, which is that back-and-forth game similar to Joust. Uh, I call Gottlieb it Gottlieb head to head, right? I call it pin hockey. I've never uh, played one, but I'm dying to try. Isn't one. that the one with the tilting play field? That is correct. Yes. Yeah, there's one at Pinagogo a few years back. That's a neat looking game. It's a very program. rare. Um, I didn't play Pinball Circus this trip. Uh, Pinball Circus is quite a uh, game to play. I don't even know if they're remaking that or not. To be honest, um, but that's only one two of the world that you can play, and the one you can only play is a Pinball Hall of Fame. Uh, there was also, when I went down to New York, New York, there were 10 pinballs there. There were three LEs and I think seven pros. Uh, there was a Ghostbusters LE, a Walking Dead LE, a, what else, what other, oh man, I'm trying to remember the other LE. Oh, a Kiss LE. Um, there was Simpsons Pinball Party, Batman Dark Knight, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Deadpool Pro, Stern Wars Pro, uh, Guardians Pro. They have Elvis? Oh, no, they didn't have Elvis. Yeah, he left the Elvis uh, gold. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, Just I don't know what it's They had Avatar at one. For what it's worth, I like Avatar. For what yeah, it's worth, really. I played at Elvis years ago in Pinagogo, and it was set up correctly, it was clean, it played well. And it's not, it's, it's Steve Ritchie. I know, Alex is just cringing going, that's blasphemy. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so New York, New York. I mean, all the locations are good. Check Absolutely. Them all out. New York, Absolutely. New York, Pinball Hall of Fame. And if you're new to Vegas, circuit, definitely circuit. stop at Pinball Hall of Fame. They Absolutely. have the most. Um, they may not be in the best of shape, but it's still fun to go to, regardless. You know what, man, with 300 games, I mean, that's... That's, that's really difficult to maintain, it especially is. for a pinball museum. They need help. So go out there, support, volunteer, do whatever you got to do to help Tim out. The whole He was in a better mood when I was there, okay. so... You know, the whole pinball community I chatted is based with on volunteering. It's all, it's all based on helping out, you know, somebody new who just got their first game, who was looking for their first or new game or their first game. Um, you know, somebody who's had games for a while but is still learning about maintenance and repairs. Um, you know, the shows. I mean, all our shows are all pretty much, you know, it, it's all, hey, I'll bring two games. Well, hey, I, I'll bring a game. I'll help you load your games. Or, you know, it's all about volunteering. Um that's the only way these shows survive, and and again, I you know call on folks to, you know, do what you can when you can. We all got busy schedules and lives, but any way you can help out, um, do that. Um, you know, we got our show coming up in 28 days. Get on the GSPF website, GoldenStatePinball.org or GSPF.org, and if you can volunteer for a four-hour shift, do it. If you can bring a game or two or six. Great. If you can drive a truck, because I'm not allowed to anymore, uh, <laughs> slight mishap with me and a Prius and a 27-foot truck. Anyway, uh, but we don't talk about that. 
Um, Prius had it coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Prius had it coming. And yep. I told him there were no phone phone books available. And if you know me, I'm only five foot four. I can't see above the steering wheel. Five foot four. I'm five foot four. I barely stack shit that high. <laughs> there you go. That Prius probably insured by Geico. <laughs> so there, yeah, it was actually. No, there you I, go. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so uh, thank you for the trip report. So we're on to our next topic, which is. Uh, are we expecting too much from manufacturers? No. 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 Whoa. That's a tough crowd tonight. Tough crowd. Hey. So, <laughs> all right. Brian, the floor is yours. Brian, K, the floor is yours. No. Uh, you know, my, my expectations for the manufacturers, and I'm probably on the little bit of the low-key level, is they're going to make games. Uh, I don't expect them to have always the awesomest, newest innovation or any of that stuff. I expect them, they have to make games and they have to make a profit. You know, they're in, they're in a business. That's, that's all there is to it. Um, other people may feel different. You know, I, I guess the best example was the Pirates of the Caribbean spinning disc fiasco. People lost their goddamn minds because they couldn't get it to work. Yeah. Now, the thing is, if they couldn't get it to work, they took it out because it didn't work. If they kept it in and it didn't work, people would have bitched. So yeah. either way, they're going to lose. But the best way they did it was to, we got to take it out. It doesn't work. And great, perfect. That's gonna make people happy. And if I so, can ever get my hands on a prototype triple disc, by God, I will. <laughs> well, that's, you, you know, it's just that's the way. I don't it care works. if it's noisy and it breaks. That that's the way it is. You know, they they do prototypes for a reason. Yeah. And to if find the stuff out doesn't what work, doesn't work. Bingo. And if it doesn't work, you got to take it out. You know, it'd be like if a car manufacturer's like, "Man, we got this kick-ass hover mode. Does it work?" Uh, not well, really. <laughs> uh, Doc Brown crashed it a couple times. Oh, they took it out. Uh. That's a great point. That's, they, they have to have the games work, and they have to work not only in the home environment, where they're treated like with a baby's butt, basically. Yeah, like children. Versus on location, where it's pretty much less. anything goes. That's, or you that's end up with baby's point. butts on them. Okay, so manufacturers need to produce not only for home collectors, like ourselves, but also for operators, and, and, and this is a business. Pinball machines are meant to make money. Right. They're, they're a money-generating piece of vending equipment. Or, you know, I mean, for the most part. Because they all come with coin doors and coin slots. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a point brought up on Wonka. If you look at it, the mechs seem, I don't want to say simpler, but there's nothing overly complex on that game. Which People says, have been bitching about... JJP machines and how hard they are to upkeep on location since they put out was right. So let's make it simpler. And I think that's what they're doing with Willy Wonka, lowering the price of the standard. Here we go. Hey, a fantastic theme that'll draw people in. Ghostbusters from all the route ops I've been talking to for the last two, three years, wherever it's been out. Ghostbusters kills with the casual player. Mm -hmm. The the hardcores like us, not as much. It's just like South Park. South Park still destroys on location because yep. it's simple. It's easy to maintain. Everybody knows the thing. And it's South Park. And Everyone, South yeah. Park. And you yeah. can kill Kenny and get a cool call out. And the very casual player goes, oh, South Park pinball, let's play. And they have fun. And that's really what pinball is all about. So, Eric. Huh? Thought. <laughs> uh, are we expecting too much from manufacturers? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I think it was really... It was really interesting on the on the uh, the Twitch video for was it Twitch? I don't know if I got all these apps right, but uh, the video for Black Knight. There was that younger guy that's Twitch. working with um, 
with uh, Steve, uh, what's his face? What Steve, what's his face? Steve Ritchie. Steve Ritchie. But they had that, that younger kid that was really enthusiastic about the game. I think he's actually. He's uh, the lead coder. programmer. Yeah. If it's his first game, lead programming. Yeah. I yeah, forget his so, name. But... Yeah, I don't remember his name, but it was really refreshing to see somebody that, that had a lot of enthusiasm being a younger person uh, paired up with somebody who's produced so many games. And, you know, with, with so much th- with so many things being software driven now, I think they can get away with using simpler mechanisms. And there's other things that can be built into the gameplay just via the software. And some of the video things, while some traditionalists may not care for uh, a lot of extra video stuff. I mean, if you look at the if you look at some of the animations on Sword of Rage, they're pretty awesome. It's they're every pretty game high gotten, quality. Every game they've gotten progressively better. It's pretty cool, um, and it doesn't make up if the game doesn't play well. But I don't think we're expecting too much, and as long as they can keep it simple enough, where a guy can maintain it on route or a lady can maintain it on route, then that's all that really matters. As long as the thing makes money, their people are going to buy them, and the business is going to be good. I don't think we're asking too much at all. Okay, that's that's a great point of view, and it's Tim Sexton. Tim Sexton is the lead programmer on. Black Knight, Swords of Rage. BK3K. Uh, BK3K. Uh, it's his first game as a lead programmer on. He is his third game he's worked on. Um, he worked on Deadpool and Iron Maiden. Hmm. He's uh, helped out with lighting and stuff like that. Different. Still, those are three. Features. Those are two awesome games. And yeah. You get to do a yeah. Black Knight franchise game. Oh, heck That's yeah. a pretty big feather in your cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me your money. Yeah. So, Kendra, do we already get now? Go ahead. Thoughts. I don't know. I don't think it'd be too much. I don't think we're expecting too much out of them because that's what they're there for. They're there to provide service to the consumer. If they can't do that, then why are they in business? Okay. All right. Chris? We're not asking too much. Okay. Most of us are not asking too much. Like we were talking about earlier. Not every new game has to innovate in some wild and crazy way. Pinball machines are meant to be fun. Make it fun. Give it an interesting theme. Move, move the, Even if you move the same components around and make 10 different games with exactly the same components, put them in different spots, make it interesting. Give a good shot map. Make the game fun to play. That's that's all and that there is the to it. And keep the code updated. And keep the damn yeah. code updated. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's very important. I would say that's I the one so, spot so where we, we are not asking the enough. Day. Code updates. Yeah. And I think Michelle hit on it. That's one spot where we're not asking enough. Back in the day, in the Haiti, you know, in the nineties, there were there no were updates. not nine thousand code updates. Yeah, there yeah. was maybe two or three. Yeah, yeah. the game shipped complete, pretty much ready complete. to play, and now yeah. it's just. Well, that doesn't happen. But you don't have. However, to. you don't have to burn ROMs anymore. Nice. But at the same time, they've gone the way of the video game, home console games, where it's like we're going to release this product that kind of plays. Yeah, and, and you're going to test it out. MVP, there's going to be an update every one point seven days, and you may or may not get to play it because it's at, updating. At least Jersey Jack will follow through on their coding. Well, you, but you've got a whole video code now. You've yeah. got, I mean, there's so There's much significantly more, more coding involved, yes. Yeah. Now, one thing that, that strikes me is when Stern puts out a new game, um, it kind of Most of the features of the game may work. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm not anti Stern. I'm not, I'm not Stern bashing. Stern is a fine company and they make fine games on the whole. Um, but they tend to. On the whole. Thank you. 
<coughs> but they also hard. tend to push out games where the bad. code doesn't get good till like Rev three or four. Kiss. Uh, yeah, be, uh, before it becomes a, an yeah. actual, you know, complete, complete game. And yeah. I understand that there's a certain amount of reasoning involved in that. Um, you know, and obviously they don't want to burn developer hours making code for a game that turns out to be a flop, yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of different reasons for that. And I understand that. But um, Brian's right. But did the game flop because it wasn't fun to play or because the software made it not fun to play? And that's the question, isn't it? Yeah. Put out a game that's got a more complete code. That's kind of something that you see on Pinside a lot. People comment on, should I buy this thing right away because it's my dream theme? Or, or should I wait? Like Batman. Yeah, should Batman I wait until the code's actually a, a done? A year plus later, and then all of a sudden the game is freaking fantastic. But, but people at, who... at launch, everybody's like, but it's Batman. But, yeah. the, but it's, it's not. Weird. it wasn't any fun. Yeah, you right. get, the get early adopters to, to sink the big bucks on an LE, and then they dump it because the code sucks. Right. And then a year later, you know, you just saved a lot of money, and you've got an LE with an awesome yeah. code. Absolutely. Uh, you brought up some great points, Michelle, with the code. Anything else to add? No. No? Okay. <laughs> Jake, you're up. Um, I don't think we're asking too much. Um. I do have a kind of a comment though. Like I, I used to play in a dart league ten years ago, and um, it was a lot of fun. And then I noticed after a couple of years, they had dart machines where you'd set the high score and it would take your picture, and that was so cool. You could see people's picture on there. And then a couple of years later, now you can play online, and you're playing darts. You're alone, but you're playing with other people. So um, I mean. I think they need to build that into games where some kind of Wi-Fi connection and online play. I know there's all kinds of, well, the machines may not be set up right, but the technology is out there to do it, and I think that would be a, a cool new step uh, for games in the future. I agree, and Wi-Fi interactivity now is so dirt cheap to add into anything that there's real no... There's, they don't really have a reason to do it. Like They did try the tournament play thing for a while, I don't know how successful it was, but it would be cool to play against, you know, Joe Blow and Hoboken or something like that. Or well, you know, nothing else to do at Hoboken. Well, <laughs> hey, Roman, it's your cousin Nico. Let's go play pinball. <laughs> That's like five days out of seven, right there. Yeah. I can You drive over to Bayonne. Uh, so yeah, um, but yeah, I think um, Stern's always kind of been. Um, playing it safe and um, they've been with, in business the longest exactly with good results good sales it, it seems like they take less risks maybe but you can always count on a pretty consistent game whereas J, uh, Jersey Jack tends to push the envelope and always has every time I see or get to play a Jersey Jack game for the first time I'm like this is so cool this is awesome so wow factor um, it's got wow exactly yeah. so but yep that's, that's, that's what I got. The good points of view. Brian Bannister. Um, if pinball machines were to eventually go online, uh, similar to what Jake was talking about, uh, would they still be able to make money? That's actually our next topic, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, oh, sorry. So it's okay. You can go play oh. through, sir. This is like NOM. There are no rules. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I, I was just wondering, of course, because uh, the, the other Brian was saying that uh, Wi-Fi connectivity is so easy to add and stuff right now. And there's already 
virtual uh, versions of most pinball machines um, already. It's just um, like you guys are talking about, they're made to make money. That's that's the whole idea. Right. So if they were um, to go virtual, would they still be able to make money? From... Yeah. Why yeah. play on location if you can play on your damn phone? Well, exactly. Are, are we gonna are we gonna break into the next? Or we, we are. We, we should let Rusty. We should let Rusty. And and then I'm and gonna. Alex. And Alex. So. I have strong feelings about this. Next and I'm gonna project. get into that, and I'm gonna preface with. Go ahead, okay. Now I'm gonna kind of <laughs> take it. No. <laughs> I, I'm gonna kind of take a different a different route as far as. Uh, no, we're definitely not expecting anything from the manufacturers as far as outlandish my only my only beef is the constant release of um of uh licensed themes all the time uh, you know i and, and don't get me wrong i i sit there and i i rock my world every time i'm playing uh, guardians of the galaxy and woo! i'm jamming to the music and having a really good time but the i I would like there's so many good ideas and crazy dogs. There's so many good ideas out there, and the world is just full of stuff that's unlicensed. It hasn't been made into a movie or a remake of yet another movie, and, and like the inevitable reboot. The reboot, yeah. Um, you know where you have uh, BK3K is it, it, it's extending on an original theme. That's great, um, and. And uh, JJP has got, you know, he's got the awesome stuff. You know, I, I can't sit there and dog on their stuff. Um, because in the one time they did do a not well, licensed It was theme, Captain Cell Phone and no one and, liked it. Yeah. And, <laughs> but because it was great. Captain Cell Phone. But it was it, a rad it, it game. Well. It yeah. plays really well. The theme's awful. But the theme is stupid. But it does all the things that we're talking about, though, too. Yes, yes, because the theme is <laughs> has internet connectivity and all that stuff. And it does all that. And, and selfies. Uh, well, and you know, and now it's all about okay, uh, but what, what Jake, Jake, Jake likes all the rock and roll bands, you know. Yeah. Say, you know every oh, no, there's definitely money. Well, in it that. seems to be a safe theme, yeah, yeah. Well, they're older rock and roll bands that, that people who are in their 30s or 40s who are now who are fans of that music growing up who are now have a little disposable income, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. We're gonna That's buy exactly Metallica and or yeah. Guns and Roses, even though Axl Rose. Horrible, horrible. My God, that man's voice. <laughs> He's as bad of a singer as Lars Ulrich is Oh, wait, wait. wait. No, no, don't, sugar, wow. don't sugarcoat it. Tell us how you really feel. Things are going downhill fast. Lars Ulrich was their 2-4. That's all I can do. Revenge from Lars. So you realize that Lars has gotten old. That's, right? that's what I would actually justice. demand of the manufacturers is <laughs> let's look at, you know, at something original rather than licensing out like the next movie because i'm really not looking forward to the lego pinball machine but it's cool you can build it yourself it comes in forty-four thousand. <laughs> or the toy story pinball machine but no. if, you, if you're asking that. thousands, thousands you're and thousands of dollars for a game the theme has to be relatable if nobody knows about it how are you going to move it and we're in a world these days where most people literally cannot think for themselves. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's true. true. No. It's true. Everybody pisses the most constantly on pin side and all the other forms. Original theme, original theme. People come out with original themes and nobody wants them. They want license because they don't recognize it. Because yeah. they don't recognize so, it. Because I've never heard of Mount Olympus before, and that would have been an awesome game. Well, they did make it, and nobody wanted it. So yeah, Rusty, TNA. Your point is entirely TNA. valid. TNA is an exception to the rule, and, and I, I agree with your point. 
it the, is an exception. The trouble is, it's, it's not marketable. One. Branding is the cornerstone of sales. If people don't subconsciously uh, recall that name or that image, they're they like a tenth yeah. as likely to actually purchase that. Right. I agree with what you're saying, but from a business standpoint, it's not tenable. Yeah, that makes not sense. not at the current market. In the '90s, and they were selling way more games, yeah. unlicensed themes totally. But it's a yeah. different time now because it they can't afford to... they can't afford those they can't afford junkyards or Nuga Gophers or Circus Voltaire's or Safe Crackers that all sold out. They were all rad games. They flopped when they first came out. Every single one of those games flopped really? hard. You could get Circus Voltaire's on closeout, brand new in the box for eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, damn. Safe crackers, not same now. Thing. They flopped. All those games flopped. They got time killed by video games. That yeah. was the Think end about the if era. you tried to bring out uh, Circus Voltaire today. Oh, you destroy. Would, people would people would just lose their minds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, about yeah. that. And I, I love that game. I love it. It's quirky and fun and it's bright. It's strange it and it's game. beautiful and it's fun to play. Yeah. And and if they remade it, I would buy it. Yep. Yeah. Alex, are we asking too much from uh, our pinball? Absolutely not. I think they're doing what they're told to do. Uh, I mean, Stern's been in business the longest making games, so they have a a very uh, good idea about knowing what themes to do and, you know, okay. where they what they've been going at. All right. No, that's, that's good. I, I find it interesting. Everybody had pretty much a commonality in themes, a little variations, and that's awesome because that's what we're about here, the free-flowing... Uh, discussion i'm basically going to say the same thing as these guys well, so. well, well no everybody's got their own little take on it and that's cool i wasn't really where i was going so i mean it was but it's like you know like the the the, the latest forum chatter has been all about like the, like the latest one is everybody bitching about the h in chocolate in Willy wonka and that doesn't match up to the original logo from the movie itself so sacrilege do these people who are bitching about this have day jobs. They I'm do actually. Evidently, I need to have a well, stick actually, stick up you my know ass what? so I can participate on pins. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was it was Oric Lawson who brought it up, and he it was well thought out. He wasn't just saying, "Oh, I'm not going to buy this because it sucked." He said, "Look, because this is what he does for a living. He does you know graphic design," and he caught this and said, "You know, it's what some lazy person probably just sent over from the studio real quick. I'll copy, photocopy, and send it over here to use this." instead of really paying attention to the minor details. Yeah. And I get, and from his point of view, being a guy who this is what he does, he's going to find this stuff. And I understand it, but like everybody complaining about the art. I mean, I'm grateful that the art packages on games, they've really, the manufacturer really stepped up their game, but, and I don't want hideous art, but at the same time, you don't play the art, man. It's what's under the play field. No, the art draws you in. It does. Just so, like so the, that you put quarters in the machine. Right. Because that's what the machine is there for, for right. to collect quarters. Right. Well, if you want to get draw people in or, you know, men just do like Ballad in the 70s and put big jubblies on put every game. Put boobs on it. Put so, on the machine. You'll you know, come in, you'll play. I, mean, you well, know, I thought that's... that was just Eric Neff's house. Yeah, oh. right, right, right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but There's the other thing, Eric? too, is we're talking about, you know, like with Wonka, does it look like the mechs are maybe a little simpler, a little easier on maintenance, a little more bulletproof, if you will? You know, years ago, Pat Lawler was talking about that in um, uh, a video. I, I believe it was uh, uh, the Pinball 2K video. Um, yeah. 
you talked about how the game got overly complicated. And he, it, his and idea was that's what killed it. It is part partly. It's like you have to you have to realize when you make a, a game and you make a mechanism on a game, that thing has to work flawlessly for tens of thousands or hundred thousands of plays on location. And if it doesn't, yeah. so you know, I mean, we everybody wants you know a levitating ball, and they want you know, and that's all awesome stuff. But at what cost? Yep. As what cost is it going to raise the price of the game five grand? Is it something that you can only have at home and you're going to be going to make it a thing? bitch to keep working right, it, on location? Right. It's funny to complain about that. I, I completely applaud Jersey Jack's decision to pull the three concentric rings when they said, you know what, this is not going to be stable. It's not going to be reliable. They realized it was problematic. It was problematic, yeah. and and they made the proper business decision. They took a little heat, but at the end of the day, they have you had any right. issues with your pirates at home? Nope. No. Zero no. issues. Zero. Plays great. We got a little case of scurvy, but well, that, was yeah. it. Uh, that was before. Yeah, yeah I mean, it plays before. like butter, and I mean, that game is just... There's so much going on. It, there's, it's, it's a very deep game. It, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's got everything. There's a million know? things to do. Every time the ball comes down to the flipper, you have a, you have a nearly infinite number of of choices right right so it's just you know we ask a lot we expect a lot we're putting a lot of money into the games on location and people are putting a lot of money out of their pockets to put them at home um but at the same time i think we also have to look at things realistically that it is a a business and b there is only so much real estate and you know there is only so much that a mechanical device can physically do there are you know again because uh unlike this podcast uh this isn't nom, uh, it's pinball design, and there are rules. Well, and Spencer, you, that's a good point. If you look at, they're, they're looking at the history, too. If you look at some of the older games from the 90s, the games that didn't last long in the arcade tended to have really complicated mechs. Yeah. Twilight Zone, Star perfect Trek. example. Star Trek Next Gen, Doctor Who. All those had yeah. way over-engineered and complicated stuff that didn't work. mechanisms. Yeah, right. I have my Twilight Zone on location at work. And I set on free play, and I had to fix it three times this week. Right. What what would you have to fix? The slot machine, uh, the the diverter for the gumball machine. Um, just clean it, and then yeah, the the there's, Powerball sensor's not working again. I mean, yeah, just, there's I a mean, ridiculous amount of crap inside of that. Yeah, machine. there is, yeah. and it weighs there a is. ton. It weighs a ton. Right. So, so, as much so as those are all things to consider when we're you know saying we want more, we want more. Show us, you know, show us more. Um, you know, I, we all want it, but at the same time, we have to be realistic about it. Which brings us into our next topic: uh, internet connectivity <coughs> and pinball. No. Mm. Yes. Kendra, you're starting. Problem is, if you put a game on location and you need internet connectivity, and you have a, say it's at Starbucks, they have a general Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is so clogged, you can't get anything. Huh. Well, free Wi-Fi is always like, you know. Exactly. Uh, it's always like, you know, uh, Rosie, the, you know, town pump at, you know, Long Beach Pier. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. That, that being said, <laughs> if, you, if you actually you did it, you wouldn't put it on free <laughs> Wi-Fi. You would have it on a password restricted Wi-Fi. Yes. And start with almost every place that offers free Wi-Fi has the restricted one for the business. <laughs> the machine, if it's in there to earn money, is going to be on the restricted Wi-Fi. Plain and simple. If they'll allow it. Why wouldn't they? Because the company is not necessarily going to be making money off the machine. Sure You're putting are. it in there. Yeah, but they get a split. 
Yeah. They get a but, percentage of the split. So they're going to want that money, so they're going to want it to work properly. True or true or false? Yeah, absolutely. How right. you is your uh, how's the owner of the sandwich spot want the? You guys are doing profit share, and I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your what's your cut? So we, I didn't know what to do because I didn't know any uh, anyone else that routes games like I'm. So we did fit. You just 50, dove 50. in like head first to the deep you end. Good for you. I did 50-50. Okay, so good percentage. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I take care of the game, and uh, I come by every couple days and clean it. So you is a seven dollar game. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, man, bravo to you for just taking the leap yeah, of faith. Hey, that's that's buying a new machine and parking it somewhere. For me, wow. it was. I mean, I'm a collector, awesome. so I'm a, like, I'm, I buy a new machine. I'm like, no, yeah, no, it stays yeah. at home. No one. So that's no the thing that to allowed me to build a collection was to have it there. And so even though it's on location, I'm less. Con- it's I gonna mean, get paid for. I know. Eventually, I, I didn't put it there to make money. I put yeah. it there, so maybe it'll pay itself off after a certain amount of time. Plus, you have two games. Exactly. Um, and um, it's a problem solver. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was a good option. I don't know if people, what the cut is normally, if there's like a standard. Usually I it's, have no idea. Wait, I hear 50%, I hear a 60-40, you know, 60 to the off. I mean, you know, it's, it varies. He was that. excited to have it there because there used to be a shuffleboard, or a, a yeah, shuffleboard, shuffleboard. Okay. and uh, that he bought, he paid six grand for the thing, and kids were throwing the pucks into the oh, class. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and just damaging it, and so he's like, this thing's going mm. That's funny you mentioned that because I asked Joe, who does coin off, is like, dude, why don't you guys get like a big ball bowl or something like that? And he's like, because people will take those balls and throw them. Yeah, exactly. And break and lots his, of things. Throw main, for damage. His shit. main thing was if there's any damage to the game, no, it's rocking. on you. It's not, right. I don't want any part of being yeah, liable for right. it. And I said, that's fine. But if there's any, any claims where people are getting hurt, because the machine or whatever they hurt themselves, right. you have an insurance. He has an insurance policy. Right. If you get hurt on a so, monsters, you're probably <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If yeah. Herman comes out of the game and attacks you, I might be playing it really right. I may yeah. be more concerned if it was in a bar or somewhere where. It, I mean, but it's mostly. I mean, it's in a sandwich shop, so <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's my it's only new. It does have beer. Ever gotten, right. but yeah. it's in a pretty it's, safe place. It's not going to stink of beer and vomit and cigarettes. Exactly. Yeah. And there sex and regret. Oh, and there's <laughs> always regret, yes. There's some sandwich crumbs, but no sex and regret. There you go. No, um, no kissing. Okay, so we kind of got segued here. But, but good information again, man. Kudos to you for just taking the dive and becoming a rat operator. Um, uh, where, oh, Chris. So I Connectivity have, and pinball. I have strong feelings about this. One of the things, there, there's a list of things that, for me, make uh, pinball very appealing. One of the things is, is that as far as gaming goes, it is real. We live, especially now, at a time when gaming is virtual. Everything is virtual. It's on your phone. It's on your computer. It's on your console. It's virtual. It's not real. Pinball machine is real. There's shit happening right there, and it's real. And you're making it happen. I don't want the virtual to encroach into that space. Well, that makes sense. You make great points, and I'm going to expound on that here in a bit. Which direction are we going? Oh, we're going Michelle's direction. Oh, Jake did Jake. Jake got more to say. Um, Yeah, on the on the uh, internet part, I would say on location maybe not as fun. Maybe 
Um, maybe not. I don't know. If I if I had internet connectivity on a game at my house, and instead of playing the same game a thousand times, being able to choose the option to play against someone else and see them playing or whatnot on the screen, I don't know, um, would just be another aspect to um, a way to play with someone else. I mean, yeah, you could obviously have a friend come over, um, but I don't know. I think it's a it's a cool idea, but not. You would obviously have the choice, like in the darts, you can choose to play by yourself or with someone else, or choose to play against someone over the Wi-Fi. So, well said, Evan Bannister. Thoughts? How about Brian? Uh, Brian Bannister. Thoughts? <laughs> Sorry, I should have another beer. <laughs> Already, can I give my, my, my whole spiel about? Um, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But I already can. Can I give my, my whole spiel about? Um, would that actually be profitable? Because the, the whole idea behind pinball machines is it's like like my dad is saying is it's there, it's right in front of you, it's not virtual, and it it makes money too. Right. It's, it's yeah. It's it's for making money. Okay. Money. Um, I'm actually kind of uh, against the whole internet connectivity thing in a, in a pinball machine to me that seems kind of uh, it, it, it's kind of like a waste of time if you're on location okay so if you're you're playing okay because this would be a newer pinball machine that not everybody would have in their house so you'd be playing on location uh, it's kind of well, what's the point okay you actually left your home to go out and interact with human beings. So, um, my son Mickey is just busy entertaining everybody. They're trying so hard not to laugh because my son's a dork. Anyway, he's a good boy. He's a dork. Uh, but, uh, so you're already out interacting. Hey, play with people right there and, you know, do your own thing. It, connectivity at home, I know I use the machines we have at home to practice. Okay, I don't want nobody seeing what I do most of the time because it's sad and losing my balls all over the place. So, no, I think that I, I don't think uh, connectivity is all that necessary. <laughs> you said balls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> I can barely contain it. <laughs> anyway, uh, very well said, and I think you make up a great point. Everybody's bringing up great points. I'm going to throw this out. Pinball is real. It's kinetic. It's physical. And I, Rusty and I, you know, at the shows, at, at playing on location, in our league, at friends' homes, um, you know, in line at the pharmacy, we talk pinball. And we meet people. We meet people every day of every, you know, age group. And, you know, and with the older people, our age and that age range from the early 30s to on up. To death. Uh, oh, I love pinball. I used to play a lot when I was younger. Do they still make them anymore? That kind of thing. And you talk to them, they get excited. The young people, the the millennials, if you will, the twenty somethings. Rusty and I meet so many young people that it's beautiful that they just discovered in the last month, six months, a year, they just discovered pinball for the first time, and it's so new and real. 
And it's counter to everything in our culture and society today with the internet and with it's social virtual, networking. It's fake, and it's and, and, and it's it and it, it is, it is, it, it's also but it's also the internet which has brought almost all of us together. The internet, this podcast not this podcast, but um uh but you know, most of the uh pinball people in the Sacramento area Rusty and I met first, or primarily me, online, and then we met in the real world. Yeah. And meeting people on location and just playing a game and sharing a game, I call this the sandbox effect. When you're five years old and you're playing in the sandbox, and there's another kid playing in the sandbox, and you talk, and you're like, you like sand? I like sand. You like candy? I like candy. Let's be pals. And and you build something off that. And, and you know, we've made, Rusty and I, I mean, you're all family here now. We've all become friends and family, and we play in league, and we go to shows, and we go to events together. Uh, Eric, you you and Alex both went with us last weekend. Uh, Playland Not at the Beach was open, yeah, and that was a great experience. So we have all that together, and we have new people here tonight who've never been. Um, um, you know, we have Jake here, who's a rat operator, newer to pinball. Uh, you mind if I ask how old you are, Jake? 37. Okay, all right. So you're you're more in the the generation that may have played pinball in high school and like that like with guns and roses yeah, <laughs> but you're still i like, started when i was about eight if my mom and played uh she was in a bowling league and so i'd go to crestview lanes and, and you'd play pinball, play pinball and right. i wasn't so good at it but it was an early memory i have of pinball and then that's awesome yeah and then in junior high playing guns and roses i'm like someday right and now and you know what is your dream, dream come true I don't have it here actually right now. It's at Eric Ness house, but I have a 1976 Gottlieb surf champ. And that is my grail game. And the reason it's my grail game is because me and my dad used to play that when I was a little kid at 7-Eleven. But it's that real social interaction, that real connection with other humans in a social setting. I think for us, um, and, and, um, we're coming up on the Golden State Pinball Festival again, and we'll be, uh, I will be having the honor. Uh, to present the second annual Steve Charles Spirit Award. And for guys like Steve, if you were fortunate enough to get to know him a little bit, or guys like Al Garver, um, who were, were, you know, living legends in the pinball community, and especially in the Bay Area and Sacramento pinball community, um, pinball was just the vehicle that got the people together. The shows are the vehicle that get the people together. It's always about the people. It's always about the connection of, oh, you like pinball? I like pinball. Cool. Hey, you know, we're having a barbecue. You should come. And just that, you know, and I'm going to tell this story again to my, and I hope you're listening, my good friend, uh, Jungle Queen Steve in Davis, California. Um, Rusty and I knew nobody. I talked to a few people online. We went to our first pinball show, Pinagogo, and Steve met us at the door and introduced himself introduced us around sparky invited us to his barbecue we knew nobody um uh uh keith and dotty dotty invited us to their house after meeting and talking to us for five minutes invited us to their house to play pinball um the friendships we've made over the years have been amazing and that's all part of that and i'm not opposed to the connectivity of the internet and leaderboards um you know they've already done it on a somewhat limited basis with uh Ride of Pinbot 2.0, which was really cool. You can put it on your pad. You can have leaderboards from around the world. Really nifty stuff. And then, like, um, I don't know if it's internet connected, but I know they're linked. 
games with the new cosmic kart racing with the uh uh the the p3 format P3, uh, yeah. and and of course Which we're gonna have at the show we're, we're gonna, gonna have, have jerry stellenberg's gonna yeah, be at jerry's gonna be there we're gonna have head-to-head p3 machines nice and that's gonna be awesome i hear great things about cosmic kart racing but you know those things are all neat and they're all amazing and i'm not opposed to them but what i want people to remember is is and I'm throwing this out there again to all of you pinheads, all how many of you are listening? Um, four. When, four. Yeah. No, we, we're getting about 250 hits a show. So thank you all, all you wonderful how listeners. How much are you? Uh, how many of them are me? <laughs> okay. I am wearing out I am wearing out that click button on my phone, dear. Um uh where was I? Oh yeah. We uh, don't pay for click farms. Right, in India, okay. Fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I'm gonna challenge everybody. Reach out. Step out of your comfort zone. Introduce yourself to a complete stranger at Golden State Pinball Festival or on location or any show you go to, and invite people to play pinball, man. Um, I've never had it go wrong for me. And uh, hopefully it won't ever go wrong for you. I'm really hoping because I'm just now giving you advice. And uh, if you know me well enough, you know what a colossally bad idea that usually is. But um, uh, always know, entertaining, though. Always enter- always, always entertaining, man. Um, I've been described by some as a living cartoon character. So you yeah. um, threw a dip on him and nothing worked. It was kind of the page master. The page master, so- yeah. Uh, you know, with the, with the internet connectivity, I think it's a great idea because, yeah, there's the virtual thing aspect tied to it. But I like the idea that you can step up to a machine and you're by yourself. And there could be like an option to, do you want to play against somebody in some other area? And with the way machines are going, there's no reason why you couldn't stick a couple of cameras in there so you could actually watch the other person play and take turns. That would be amazing. It's been done, but it's stuff like that's been done before. Disney did it with Toy Story Mania, not Toy Story Mania, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. You spilled a play online with people while they were on the ride. And that was so. I love that ride. That was so damn cool where you could sit on your computer at home and play the game with somebody in a cart and help them score better and help you score better. It was fun. So I understand, like, oh, it's virtual. And I, I imagine, like, it's like playing, like, Red Dead Redemption online or that garbage, which I don't play. But I love the idea of being able to step up to a new game and play some dude in Budapest or China or someplace like that and be able to watch him while he plays. And they can do the same for you. Like, you could even, like, have a camera so you can see the guy's face while he plays. Yeah, it's virtual, but you actually get to interact with a real person on the other side of the camera. So that kind of connect- connectivity I can get behind. Yeah, especially that'd be if, amazing. Yeah, especially if you have live audio and you can mock them while they play. <laughs> that so would be... Because uh, that is part of... Playing against someone in real life. It'd be amazing to be able to do that. Just because you can't do that now. That's, how the, the darts, that's how the darts are. If you haven't played yeah, and it's, it's just, you know, the world's massive. But it'd be really cool just to be able to step up to a game, even if it's at home. Turn on the game at 3 in the morning. Oh, look, there's some dude next down the street you didn't even know who has the game. Or it's some gal out in New York or something like that. That'd be so awesome. Oh, I crap, really think that'd be cool. <laughs> You're not that tall. <laughs> Unintended consequences. <laughs> Alex? You know, I think online game pinball would be pretty neat. Just like Jake was mentioning about the darts, how you can play against other people. I like to see that in a lot of bars, you know. 
Um, I think it would do well at bars, not at like public locations, just like, you know, sandwich spots or anything like that. Because I feel like bars are where people go to, you know, so kind of interact. Point up or standing, people. Standing in right. Or someplace like that, you could have the leader. I think it would be more of a dive bar nights. or a barcade. Okay. Is where it would be the appropriate setting for that. All right. That's where you meet people and, you know. Okay. I feel like oh. you could really. Yes. Don't no, please finish. I'm sorry. I no, I was it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, also, I want to give shout outs tonight for the unofficial sponsors. They're not really sponsors, but it's just fun to do this. Uh, of course, Heineken beer. Please send us beer. Please send us beer. Pacifico. Please send us beer. Um, some, what's, what's the tea? Straight up. Straight up. Unsweetened iced tea. Coca-Cola. Uh, some bottled water I got on sale. Um, crystal meth. Crystal meth. Yeah, crystal geyser. And, uh, uh, okay, and, and of course, and our favorite. Yeah, yeah, Hershey's. Hershey's uh, small candies. And, of course, rice roni the San Francisco treat. Not a sponsor, but I just love saying that. Anyway, Eric, you were up, sir. On what? Oh, connectivity and pinball, sir. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are we still Actually, talking about that? Yeah, we are yeah, still yeah. talking about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're gonna be here for like midnight. Oh, no, okay. we're, we're doing great. Now, the I think that I think the connectivity is okay. Uh, I I tend to look at it more of uh, on the technical side of things, where I think that if you had. Um, if you had internet connectivity with your games, you could be ensured that they're actually updated with the latest code. I know that people get bent out of shape. You go somewhere and you play a game. It's like these features don't work because the whoever's routing they never that game, they don't, they, don't, they don't maintain like it or whatever. Like a splash. Yeah. <laughs> Unboxed it, stood it up. There it is. Good enough. Boom. Have fun. Yeah, flippers work. Six good, years later, good. right? The, up, yeah. the play field's covered with dust, and they don't clean it. But the, I mean, I, th- I think that would really give the uh, the manufacturers the, op- the opportunity to analyze how people are playing the games and then adjust the rules. You know, if they need to change the code so it's not making some mechanism wear out too fast right. and causing route operators to have to go in and do a bunch of extra maintenance, I think that would be a bonus for the manufacturer. Or balance scoring. Or, that's yeah, a yeah, really that interesting stuff. point. Yeah. That's, yeah. These are great points, and yeah. that's the whole point of the round yeah, you could data mine the so. entire thing. Yeah, just, exactly, exactly. And that could get you could give feedback to the route operators and the manufacturers that way. Yeah, and, and I know that um, on on Chris's favorite game, the the phone guy game, oh, yeah, where it's got the selfie mode. Yeah. I've got pictures of, of you playing. You play, do, don't you? Yeah, I still I was just showing them those. You look only slightly confounded. <laughs> <laughs> but but I always thought that was the role. So I mean, the, the, the picture whole... of you in the post office. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> Well, I always thought that was kind of cool. Okay, do the in fairness, thing. I was drunk. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I I think the internet connectivity can be a good thing as long as it doesn't spill over into the virtual and and make the physical experience less like anything than what else. Want yeah. They are tools, and if used wisely, yeah, and properly, they can be a benefit, and if not, they can be a hindrance. Yeah, I think that's the takeaway. I'm going to throw out one more here that's kind of been on my to do list to talk about. Um, interchangeable play fields. You know, it was done yeah, more kind primitively. Of. There were some conversion kits back in the late 70s, early 80s Revenge for games. <clears throat> and then, of course, you have, you know, the Pin 2K yeah. with the Revenge from Mars and uh, Star Wars Episode One. Um, you had the Congo conversion kits. Yeah, the Congo conversion kits. Is that had... where you just took the game and threw it in the trash? <laughs> oh, no, you can take like an NBA fast break and convert it to Congo. Oh, and wow. then a few conversion kits. Play field, decals, back class, wrong chips, whatever. Um, and then, you know, uh, uh, Highway Pinball tried it. Um, 
And rumor is that maybe Deep Root might be looking at something like that. And I'm just asking why, because every, I mean, uh, and, and look, on paper it looks great, but it's like nobody wants you to reinvent because the wheel, and nobody wants it. On paper, it looks great, and if you if you don't think about it too deeply, it seems like a really great idea. I can buy one cabinet, one power supply, one PC, one box, right. and. And with a play field and some art. And if I get tired of that play field and that art and that particular game, I can take it out. I can drop in for less money than a new machine. I can drop in an entirely different game. Yeah, on so, paper it looks great. Yeah, and, and if you, you, you think about it um, superficially, it sounds fantastic. Well, P3's doing that. But theirs is a little different. Theirs is a lot different. Um, and it's a lot more workable and thought out. Yeah, um, Jerry Stellenberg is quite the uh, bright and ingenious chat. Yeah, I, I really and a heck of a nice guy. Oh, I, I have yet to meet him, but I met him at Pinnacle a few years ago. Just, just a, a gentleman. Oh, well, good. I, I will meet him here in twenty-eight days. Twenty-eight days to the Golden oh, State Pinball Festival. You met him at the twenty sixteen show, right? Yeah, he's yeah. in Texas. Yeah, yeah. I chatted with him a lot too. Like every other Texas boy I've ever met. I have yet to ever meet a Texan in all my travels that would not give the shirt off their back to help a complete stranger. That's Absolutely. Yeah. They kind of messed over Pee Wee Herman. Oh. <laughs> the stars at night are big and bright. Right. Deep in the heart of Texas. And that, they're like, oh, God, don't say It's going to be worse. With the interchangeable pin play field now, it's going to be a lot easier than it ever has been. Like I know guys here. I know sure most people here pulled like a WPC playfield out of the game, and you're for fun. Yeah, there's like 20 connectors and all that stuff, and it's all got to come out. And they weigh like and then, 200 pounds. And yeah, and then you look there's at like neck sticking out various directions. You look at yeah. you look at like the new Medieval Madness remake, and it's like two cables. Yeah, I yeah. saw my monsters playfield, two cables. Boop. Yeah, like, it was so. I'm like, that's it. That, that was easy. Yeah, like I did a buddy's ACDC for him years ago, and yeah. it was just so. I went in there, I had Sharpies and a camera, yeah. and it's just don't need these anymore. Threw them on the ground and did it and mm -hmm. took a half hour. Well, and that's part of what we're talking about with them engineering as best they can and getting more modernized to, you know, make it simple for the route operator. It also makes it easier for the home person. Too. It does. It does. You know, but, um, you know, if you got to switch out a play field, it's a whole lot easier to do. You can do it right there on location. Now, know? we are talking about yeah, yeah. fully populated play fields, not a blank. Yeah. Yes, yes, fully populated. Well, you know, had that thought a lot. It's like, you know, no, nobody wants pinball companies to reinvent the wheel. We just want good games that are fun to play. Yeah. That's it. Uh, it sounds overly simplistic, but it's... You know, it's like in the the revamp, the remake Willy Wonka, chocolate, uh, the Charlie Chocolate Factory. You know, it's like, what's the point? It's candy. It doesn't have to have a point. It's pinball. We all know the point because it's fun. Okay. Um, you know what? We are an hour, 42 minutes, and 31 seconds and counting, and I'm back on Slack, and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Quit trolling. Um, okay. So we're into the shout out and thank you land or any final thoughts, if you will. And we'll start with Brian. Uh, Brian K. Don't know if anybody has been paying attention to this, but I'm sure the old folks here remember the Twisted Pins fiasco with Travis. Uh, uh, evidently, all of the pinball stuff has been sold to somebody up there. And there's they got somebody now, again, 
working on the Whitewater Toppers with better success, evidently. Oh, so nice. it'll be interesting to see who a who bought the stuff. What's and B, better what, success? Is this success or it's not success? And I don't know if you ever saw the remakes, but like the pressing for the foil wasn't deep enough, so you had to kind of tilt it to get a nominal effect. Yeah, squint just one. right. Yeah, because the original effect, the the die was gone. They lost it, and the guy who who actually did it is dead. So it's been like the hardest thing to reproduce. It seems like in pinball. But evidently, there's now a gentleman who has figured some stuff out because he bought some of it or something along those lines. But the twisted pin stuff should be reappearing here, hopefully soon with a better person at the helm. Because he's the guy who did the like the original taxi ramps, the original time expander covers, that kind of uh, the PC. He was the one who's reproducing the topper domes for like fishtails and whitewater for pretty cheap, like fifty bucks for the whitewater dome. Wow, the cover that, yeah. that's cheap. Wow. That's cheap. That's a cheap top. Somebody so, needs to to make uh, new uh, new domes for the pin mod. Somebody was a while back on Pinside a couple of years ago. And for how somebody simple, made, like a, a handful. Yeah, yeah, like twenty in their garage. And it doesn't yeah, look like it's that though. difficult. It looks like you'd be able to vacuum form it. But what the hell do I know? Yeah, deep forming. I can't even fix a neon sign. So, <sighs> deep but you're learning. Yeah, thermal forming a plastic a deep draw like that is actually pretty tough. And then the fact that. The the Lexan the the particular color of it too the color's got to be right yeah and you gotta you gotta uh, either vacuum or hydroform it uh, and and retain its color is that's it's difficult yeah so if you have any of these pinball secrets please email us at the spinner is lit at gmail.com and you can win a free box of rice aroni the San Francisco treat the gallon flavor of your choice is a guy <laughs> no 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 don't say that yeah. <laughs> Flavor that's in the pantry. <laughs> oh. uh, thank you for thank you for bringing that up, man. That's awesome news. Uh, any other final thoughts? He's uh, painted gold. Add some glitter. There you go. Eleven five. Paint black. Paint black. <laughs> Alex. Uh, shout out to Jake for putting his monsters out at Roseville Sandwich Shop. Yeah. 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 Oh, hey, Bud is exciting. Bud's happy. Shout out to Bud the dog. Yeah, shout out to Bud the dog. Bud, get out of the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Bud, be careful. There's a homeless guy in there. Right, right. <laughs> Eric, thanks for coming on. Your first time on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely, man. Any final thoughts? I'll give a shout out to a guy I work with named Rich Sutherland. He, um, Bought a Powerball off of eBay because he had some spare eBay bucks. And since I have two games at work that I've got set on free play, I, I took the Powerball and put it into Getaway, which drove people insane. Nice. Because <laughs> nothing works on Getaway with a Powerball. So supercharger doesn't work. And so then after I determined that that was kind of a, that kind of sucked. So I took it out and I put it into Twilight Zone. So now there's two. Powerballs in Twilight Zone. Because you're a sadist. Because I'm a sadist. <laughs> there you go. And it makes it insane when they're both on the play field during multi-ball. It's, it's not. Yeah. They're Twilight, Twilight Zone is such a, a hate, love-hate game anyway, but Mostly then they have hate. two fireball, Powerballs. Fireball. There was a gentleman many, many years ago named, I think it was Rich Fife, who used to bring his medieval madness all the time. And there's a Powerball in there. Uh, he never he never cleaned the game. He'd be like, he'd take it to shows. It was out of work. He never cleaned it. Nice. And it got so dirty that you couldn't tell which ball was the Powerball. Unless you actually took it out and like held them in your hand. That's oh, wow. bad. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so 
yeah, yeah. Well, I, have to, I have to thank him for that. And I also want to thank the person that uh, made the uh, slot machine mech assembly fall off the play field and hang by the wires under underneath <laughs> Twilight Zone, which is cool. I'm like, what's wrong with this thing? And I shoot a ball in there and he hears this. Oh, crap. <laughs> so you yeah. zip-tied it back up, right? No. You're no. a lousy op. No, I, I <laughs> stuck some uh, stuck some toothpicks in the hole and shoved the screw back in there. All is good. You got to put some duct tape in there, man. You're yeah. a car guy. Yeah. You should know that. Bailing wire, some duct yeah. tape. Yeah. There you go. Didn't have time. Just JB make the flippers well. work. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. That's all I got. That's that's good stuff, man. Again, it's, it's wonderful to finally get you on the show. Kendra. I'm good. You're good. You got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. You got this drink? I do. There's sober kids in China that'd be happy to drink that. There you go. That's okay. Yeah, because Kendra had some lovely single malt scotch tonight. So enjoying the evening. It's a beautiful Saturday evening. And uh, what? It's. it's, Did we skip a day? April 20th. It's it's Friday. It's Friday, bro. Was it Friday? Oh, God. I I smoked early. Yeah. Wow. Ah, okay. Uh, It's Friday. It's 420 somewhere. 420 somewhere. It's 419. (laughs) 420 is. Anyway, it's April 19th. It's Friday. Well, I need I need to drink some scotch. And it's uh, beautiful spring weather. We went to the drive-in last night. Anyway, Chris, back since the second episode, first time. Thank you so much. Chris Bannister, ladies and gentlemen. Final thoughts. Shout-outs. Thank yous. I'm really looking forward to the Golden State Pinball Festival. Uh, everyone involved has been working very, very hard to, as always, put on the absolute best show that can be put on um shout outs to all of our volunteers um the show doesn't happen without our volunteers the show doesn't happen without collectors bringing their machines um this is the most uh organic and grassroots um pinball show that there is i mean right everybody does it just for the sake of doing it, for the passion, for the fun of throwing a gigantic three-day pinball party. Uh, so, and to see your friends that you and only to see get your to friends see once a year. Once a year. Yeah. And, and, uh, Shout out to Pismo Arcade. Tony, love you, brother. Can't wait to see you at the show. So we're getting close. It's a free range festival. And shout out to super volunteer Practical Steve. Woo! That would be practically Steve, not, not Richie. Richie. <laughs> practically Steve Richie. Practically Steve Richie. Michelle, final thoughts, <clears throat> shout outs, thank yous. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's great having you. You got to do it again soon because we got to do the all women's episode where lots copious amounts of liquor will be served. You, there will be copious amounts of swearing. <laughs> I, I, I want the women's opinions on everything in pinball and their point of view. And I'm just going to sit back and kind of moderate, basically just keep the raft from crashing into the rocks. Mm-hmm. So and keep the glasses. But it's cool. wonderful to have you so much. Cool. Thank you. So, Jake, uh, I just want to uh, thank you guys for having me come out and hang out. Absolutely. Um, I stumbled into your onto this podcast uh, maybe uh, six months a year ago. And you're not firebombing the house? And I just like, <laughs> podcast, what? I got to listen to this. So I quickly listened to them all, and it's cool to meet you guys and uh, be a part of it. And uh, also looking forward to Golden State. Um, I brought my uh, seven-year-old son last year. Awesome. And we just had a blast. Right he on, loved man. it. We loved it. And me and him just hung out for the day. And 
Um, super excited to come this year, and I'm going to bring my uh, Guns N' Roses. Nice. And, wow. Um, I'm going to uh, volunteer, too. Awesome. So, yeah, cool. Cool. it's going to be cool. Brian Bannister. I got it right this time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yay. Shout out to Spencer for getting his name right, finally. <laughs> I have no final thoughts. You have no final thoughts? No. <laughs> All right. yeah, no, That's all right, man. You know what? It's your first time. It's your no. first time on the show. Do you too, have any so. final fantasies? All right. so, so. Auntie doesn't want to know. Parents are present. Yeah, parents are present. It's a game. Now. Just write her down yeah. on a gum wrapper. Get your mind out of the gutter, Michelle. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> There's only room for one mind in the gutter and it's mine. That's right. Okay. I will fight you for that. I've actually been fairly well behaved tonight for me. Because um, as Rusty always says, I can only go somewhere twice, second time to apologize. Uh, <laughs> Rusty, my lovely wife. You know what? I discovered last week uh, Zen Studios put out an app for Williams Pinball. And it's been, okay, It they're, they're in for it for money. Who? isn't into anything for many of these days and why why develop an app but this one the uh graphics are very good i started off with medieval madness and, and after, cussed a lot for like the last week and a half yeah and you know and then after about oh 30 or 40 plays i finally got to move on to fishtails so anyway <laughs> what an accomplishment i know uh so uh other than trying to figure out how to you know, other than running out and <coughs> buying all the stars or points or whatever. Uh, but in and of itself, just the play, just the graphics, even on my um, my not-so-tiny um, LG V20 or V10 phone. Oh, gosh, I'm so way out of date here. Uh, graphics are good. You can see everything going on. You can see the ball shooting. Um, so it, it's uh, it's a it's a good uh, time waster for a while, you know. Mm -hmm. Just you got you got to wait on a bus or whatever. Play uh, play Zen Studios Williams Pinball. because the app is free. Pinball Arcade had it first, and they lost the license and went to Zen. I think right. They yeah. went to Zen Studios. Yeah. 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 Pinball Arcade now only has Gottlieb and then uh, Daddy East and Stern. Stern. Yeah. Yep. So. Is it up to me? Oh, wow. <clears throat> All right. We are, we are two dispenser. All right. Okay. I'm going to give everybody my summer checkoff list. It's something I do every summer, even though technically it's not summer yet, but we're in California. Spring lasts two days. It goes from 50 degrees and rainy to 92. Anyway, beautiful breeze out tonight. Beautiful moon. Got to love it. All right. Do, do some cool stuff this summer. Uh, you only live once, and as, as people that know me really well, um, I looked down the barrel of death three years ago. Um, and I made the Grim Reaper my bitch. So with that said, uh, don't waste any time, man. My summer list, and you should do this too, or make your own list. Go check out a book at a library. Yeah, you can go buy a book, but go check out, support your local library, man. The Temple of Knowledge and Wisdom. Read a good book this summer. Uh, I'm going to suggest something by the great Mark Twain. But, you know, the whatever floats your boat. Um so, yeah, check out your local library. Support your local library. A lot of good stuff going on there these days. Some of you even have 3D printers. So, no way. Yeah, mm -hmm. a couple of our local libraries, like four branches in the Sacramento area, have 3D printers. So, you can go do cool stuff and play with and, you know, make your own, you know, coton accelerator out of plastic. <laughs> um, get a dip cone. 
You don't have to go to Dairy Queen. There are other places that have them. My personal favorite is Dairy Queen. Old-fashioned, good, simple, delicious summer fun that everybody can afford. And it's, uh, you know, you take the whole family for like 10 bucks. So go get a dip cone. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy life. Next up's A&W. Uh, if you don't have an A&W near you, I pity you. Um, check A&W. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, check, check your local cast. See some of them have A&Ws. <laughs> demand, not ask, demand that they put it in a frosty glass mug. Okay, this isn't NOM. There are rules. Uh, you know, man, there's something just magical and special. And if you can't get to that, soda pop in a glass bottle. Coke is always works. Orange Crush, squirt in a glass bottle, ice cold. There's nothing better, man. It's summer. And go play pinball. All right, what's up next on my list of stuff you got to do? Uh, go swimming, not in a pool. Okay? Pools for sissies. Or old people with bad knees like me. Um I didn't grow up swimming in a pool. I grew up swimming in a river full of carcinogens and fish and gar. No, it was actually very nice. And uh, so go out, find a swimming hole, take friends, take your family, take the kids. It's going to be good. Um, go out and just live and, and get off the internet for a while. Get off my podcast for a while. Um, I'm not making any money, so who cares? You'll get back to it later. Um, do it when you're in traffic. But yeah, man, go to a local swimming hole. Find a creek or a stream or a river. Or the ocean, if you if you have the means to get near the ocean, um, and just enjoy that. And since this is Sacramento, if you're going to go on the river, put on a goddamn life preserver. Yes, please. We don't, oh, please, folks. Thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, water Every safety, year. folks. Water safety. You aren't as good as those swimmers you think you are. There you go. That please is, be yeah. careful. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I. Oh, you know what? And finally, we went for the first time last night since October, since Halloween. The drive-in. If you have a drive-in theater near you, don't hesitate. You know, grab family, grab friends, grab the kids. They love it. Go to the drive-in. Just like pinball, it's one of the truest, most American things out there. It's uniquely American. And, yeah, they got them other places in the world. But, I mean, let's be honest. It's I mean, it's American as mom's apple pie, Chevy trucks, baseball, and rock and roll, and pinball. So go check out your local drive-in. Support that. It's a fantastic it affordable, enjoyable evening for everybody. And ours is being extensively remodeled. And ours is being extensively that is remodeled. Correct. Yeah, was, we were just there last night. Saw Lego Movie too. Anyway, uh, that's uh, the summer list. My shout outs to everyone. And this, I wrote this before. <laughs> uh, I knew Jake was coming tonight. Uh, to everyone who puts games on location. Um, you know, Home Collection is great. And the shows are fantastic. And we're grateful for them. And we love them. But uh, the the real rubber meets the road has always been, and I think will always be location pinball. So to all you wonderful people out there that put pinball machines on location and, and put in all that hard work for very little money, we salute you. Salute. Sincerely, thank you very much. I was about to flip. We salute you. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uh, this has been episode 22 of the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. Uh, as always, uh, with the round table, everybody have a good time. Yeah. yeah. All yes. right. All right. So we'll be doing it again real soon. And don't forget to tip your server. Re- please uh, place your uh, your seats in the upright position and get ready for landing. This has been episode twenty two of the Sparrow's Lit Pinball Podcast. And come on, boys and girls, you all know the words: play pinball, keep, keep America, America strong. strong. <laughs>
The Spinner's Lid is directed and financed by both Spencer C. Klingon and Marianne Rusty Klingon and Bud the Dog and a Samuel L. Brockowitz Associated Production. Thank you for listening.